What is up, everybody? Episode 44 of the Will Wonder Pod, and we're coming to you uh, about a day and some change late. So I have to apologize for that. This week, next week, we'll be back to the regular schedule. Um, I didn't anticipate the amount of homework I would have at the end of this last class. So that's why we're coming to you a day late. But good news is I got an A in the class. Didn't really think I was going to. Turned in that final assignment. Didn't feel like I did very good on it. Perfect on the assignment, which bumped me from an A- minus to an A. So if you are all are keeping track, that's two A's and four A-minuses in my time at the University of Phoenix. And the next class has just started, and I feel like I say this every time, but this class seems like it's going to be ridiculously difficult. The teacher, professor, if you will, put out a four-page summary of what he expects um, throughout the class, and it's all about group communication. So you guessed it, there is a group assignment the second week, one of my least favorite things, because you got to depend on other people. And just like with this podcast, for the most part, at least uh, the editing, the coming up with the different topics, what have you, I do it all by myself, which can be stressful, but at the same time, very rewarding. Whereas in school projects, you're really, really depending on somebody to do their shit. And if they don't, it could mess you up. Anyways, (laughs) I won't keep this uh, intro too long. I did want to touch on some music rumors. Uh, if you're on Twitter, if you follow hip-hop news, a lot of rumors swirling, swirling around right now that we might get a Kendrick Lamar album this Friday, tomorrow. Um, there were some leaks that showed up online. Kendrick updated his Spotify picture. You know, he's headlining a festival in Vegas in like three weeks. He's obviously performing at the Super Bowl with Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem. So it just seems like a lot. Now, with that said, we may not get the album this Friday, but I do 100% feel confident in saying that an album is on the way. So I'm a Kendrick fan, huge fan, so I'm very, very excited for that. Um, I want to touch on a couple of NBA topics really quick. Obviously, we've got the first games in for every team. Um, One thing I did want to talk about a little heavier is the Ben Simmons situation in in Philadelphia. Um, You hear people both sides. Well, Ben should just show up, be professional, do his work. Uh, You hear people saying, you know, Ben um, should be able to take his career into his own hands. Here's my thoughts on the whole thing. I've been saying for the last three months that they should trade him. They made it clear they didn't want him. He made it clear he didn't want to be there. Um, But instead of doing what they should have done and traded him and got the best possible package back. They wanted to wait it out. They wanted him to show up. Even after all that shit that they talked on him, um, they wanted him to come, come, practice, show up to games, increase his value for other teams to throw in more into those trade packages. Now here, you, you look at how he ended last season in the playoffs, had an awful series. There's no doubt about that. But we all know what Ben Simmons is capable of. We all know how young he is. We all know uh, he's, you know, top two defender in the league. He can defend five through one 
for those that don't know what that means, every position on the court. And obviously he, he can't shoot the ball for shit, but if you get the right people around him, he doesn't have to. Um, it's incredible how bad Daryl Morey and the rest of the Philadelphia 76ers organization just fumbled the shit out of this. Now what are they going to do? Well, they suspend him uh, for conduct detrimental to the team. Didn't want to run some drills in practice. Okay, well, uh, he doesn't want to be there. And, you know, from a lot of um, Gilbert Arenas had spoke on it, Jay Williams had talked about it, like you, apparently they were just constantly telling him to do different shit come in for this drill when in most practices it's okay you have the starters and and everyone else starters run drills with the starters well he was in there with a bunch of backups you saw Embiid you saw a bunch of guys on the sideline talking um so that happens he gets suspended gets sent home and it's like well you don't expect him to come and play right after this game they played last night they won um you don't expect him to come back and play the opener in Philadelphia. If you know anything about sports and Philadelphia sports, you know how ruthless those fans are. They th- they threw, I give shit to my friend Rob about this all the time, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus at an Eagles game. That's the kind of people you deal with in Philly sports. Why would he want to play in front of those people who are going to crucify him? Okay, so then he shows up to the facility today for practice and they send him home so does this mean a trade's coming i hope so the whole thing needs to be taken care of it again i've been saying it for the last three months they need to trade him they can do packages to portland with cj mccullum and some other things or um i don't know there's a ton of different teams uh tony jones who covers the jazz tweeted the other night or last night you know, maybe a possibility would be John Wall because he wants out of Houston. Houston's trying to find a trade for him. Houston and the 76ers have obviously uh, somewhat of a relationship. I don't know. It just needs to be fixed. That's for sure. Get get him out. Because now you're, you're putting all this on the rest of the players on the team to talk about this in different press conferences and have this over their head. It's going to be easier if you just move him. But I've been saying it for months. What do I know? I just have a podcast and I love sports. So I don't know. Who knows anything about human uh, relationships and and how those are those are formed and, and how you can really ruin a team atmosphere. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, um, like I had said, everyone has played one game. A couple of quick notes. Um, you know, Russ didn't look great in his Lakers debut. Again, we have 81 games to go. I'm not going to dive in too deep into any of this. Really fun game between Boston and New York going into double OT. Both teams, I I think New York obviously looks better. They won that game again very, very early, but they look like a good team in New York. Boston looks like they're still trying to figure it out. Starting Marcus Smart at point guard, that's weird. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) I love Marcus Smart, but starting point guard, I don't know. Um... But yeah, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. I mean, to this point, everyone's played one game. And like I said, we can't really determine who is good and who isn't good after one game, except for maybe my Orlando Magic. But like I said, 81 games left for each team. So a long way to go. Um, probably next week, I'll dive a little bit deeper um, into some of the NBA stuff. Uh, but for now, I'm just really happy basketball is back. Football's in full swing. We're almost to the World Series, um, and we're about two weeks away from college basketball starting. Obviously, college football's going on, so there's a lot to watch right now if you're a sports fan. 
Okay, I'm going to end it there. Coming up, uh, we have a week six review, NFL review, and a week seven preview with Hoop. Then my wife will join me to um, review Get Out for this episode's 31 Days of Halloween. Also, don't forget, uh, I'm reviewing movies on the Will Wonder Pod Instagram. Sometimes I'm doing a video review. Other times I'm just posting the poster uh, from the film and and rating it that way. So um, if you haven't, make sure you look into those. And yeah, that's about it. Before we get into all of that, though, we're going to get a word from my guy, Dre Rocca, who just celebrated his one-year anniversary at U92. So congrats to Hollywood, Dre. Hey, how you doing there? I just wanted to take a quick second and introduce myself. My name is Dre Rocca. That's D-R-E-R-A-W-K-A. Yes, that is my legal first and last name. Don't at me. And I wanted to welcome you to my podcast, two of them. I have The Unrestricted Show with me, Dre Rocca, and that's where I get to sit down with some of my friends and we chat about life, we chat about new businesses, just everything with me and my homies. And then I also have my other podcast called The Isolation 20 Podcast, where it is mostly just me and we talk about different things from sports to uh, movies and, of course, the Are You Dumb moment where I give somebody 15 seconds of fame for being completely dumb And, you know, I sprinkle in some pranks in there. We have a lot of fun on that podcast. So definitely come on over and uh, give me a listen. Give me a a try, trial version, if you will. Allrock.com is where you can find me. That's A-L-L-R-A-W-K.com. And I hope you have the day you deserve. All right. We are getting ready for week seven of the NFL uh, I got my buddy Hoop with me. Hoop, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you, sir? Good, man. Big. Uh, I haven't had you on since uh, Chacon and I had went to the football game, so congratulations on that win oh, thank over you. my alma mater. Your uh, special teams balled out. Yes. Um, playoffs this week? At Layton tomorrow at 4.30, Friday, which would be tomorrow. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be the quote-unquote underdog, but to me, if we win, it won't be an upset, but... You know, it comes down to what kids want to do. and There you go. We'll see how it goes. Players got to play. We get to play at 4.30, so <laughs> early. if we win, celebration starts early. Yeah. If we lose, then just the depressed drinking starts <laughs> yeah. early. Well, either, either, way, way. either way, I'm ending up the same Either place. way, we're drinking at 7. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I, I thought we could do this. Since the, the podcast is coming out a little late, we could just kind of roll through the games from last week a little quicker than usual. I uh, don't really need to touch on too many things. There's a few games that I uh, have a couple of things for, a couple of comments on, but uh, we'll look at last week. Bucks Thursday night, beat the Eagles. No real surprise there. The surprise was, I guess, how close the game was, 28 to 22. Yeah, those short week games are just, they seem to be tough on everybody. Yeah. And like, it's just hard to get the rest in needed and as well as the game prep that they're typically used to. I know the players hate those short week, mm-hmm. those Thursday night games, but it is what it is. I mean, a win is a win. Yeah. Um, then we go to Sunday, and we'll just start off with the oh – God. <sighs> Chiefs go into Washington. They just <laughs> kill them. And, you know, at one point um, – wa- I know you're not a subscriber to this. Washington football Twitter was excited because the game was very close <laughs> – uh, the game was actually ten to or thirteen to ten at the half for Washington, and I I wanted they to tell don't stop it right there. I, I know <laughs> I wanted to tell all of them let's let's pump our brakes, okay? Because just pump them because we know how we are, <laughs> and the game ends up being thirty-one to thirteen. Um, and you know we'll talk about this week's matchup for Washington, but Jesus, Jesus H. <laughs> 
They move Landon Collins from safety to linebacker. So, because he can't cover shit. I mean, it's it's the natural progression of things. Like, if you take a kid, I mean, we do this with high school kids. Like, okay, you can't cover anybody and you're slow <laughs> down to linebacker. Okay, well, you're still slow or you're getting outmatched in space. Well, now you're down to the D line. <laughs> and then the next progression after that is, okay, you just stand, stand by, by the, the side. <laughs> with NFL guys, like, they don't ever have to get to that point. But I can see them move down, especially with the way the game's going now. Like, you don't have to cover. Like, linebackers cover, but they're yeah. covering tight ends and mm-hmm. running backs out of the backfield, which is, a, you know, it should be an easier assignment when you're not playing guys like Kelsey or Kittle or something exactly. like that. Yeah. And it keeps them out of having to run over deep, deep over the top and receivers running by them. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Uh, I mean, it's not going to change everything for that team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. At least not this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, and, and, you know, we sent these two teams to England just to get people really excited for the NFL over there. Dolphins lose to the Jaguars. Sunshine gets his first win, the, uh, 23 to 20. They had to I, get one eventually. Yeah. And I, I, you know, that's what me and Chacon said. This is probably the game. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually didn't know Tua was coming back. So, uh, but yeah, they still get a, got the win there. Um, next game we're going to roll into Packers beat the Bears, and uh, Aaron Rodgers stakes his claim that. He owns them. But, I mean, <laughs> he it's does. pretty much true. Like he, His record <laughs> against them speaks for itself. And <laughs> it was just hilarious afterwards, like all the pictures that surfaced of the fans actually flipping him off. Yeah. Like you count like 20 bird <laughs> fingers just pointing at his face while he's yelling at him. And I loved it. As soon as it happened, I started just laughing. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. The funniest thing was even Bears players were like, well, you know, it's fucked up, but he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like Cole Komet, who's the tight end. Uh, one of their old linemen, uh, and I, Kroots. 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 I heard, Kroots. I heard. Yeah. I heard his the clip of that. <laughs> I'd heard what he said. I was like, I punch him in the face. Yeah. But then I heard the rest of the clip today, and he was like, But I mean, it's not that he was wrong. It's just he didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, just say you want to be soft about it. Like, I didn't like that he said yeah, mean things. He hurt my feelings <laughs> and everyone at Soldier Field. Uh, next game we'll roll into the Bengals beat up on the Lions. I mean. Lions are going to lie, and I don't think we really need to say much about that game. <laughs> Tough break for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next game, let's see here. Uh, we had the Colts just kill the Texans. Looks like our boy uh, Davis Mills came back to earth a little bit after his four-touchdown <laughs> game. Yeah. Wentz looked all right. Jo- uh, Taylor is just – I mean, these past couple weeks he's looked great. Two touchdowns, 145 yards rushing, so – Good for them. They did get T.Y. Hilton back about two weeks ago, and he looks like he's back That'll in full help. swing. So um, next game, the Rams whoop on the Giants. Giants, no Saquon. I still don't know what his ETA is on coming back. I mean, his ankle looked disgusting. Uh, Daniel Jones did play, but then they're just dropping receivers like flies too. Yeah, it's it's crazy that they brought Daniel Jones back for that one. Like <laughs> off a concussion <laughs> protocol. There's Aaron Donald. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> – Look, we know we know that you had this, this huge headache last Sunday, but now you got to worry about Jalen Ramsey yeah. out there, like it's deciphering him moving fast guard. We already Aaron know Donald you can't throw the ball. Yeah, like <laughs> that was. And then they like quarterback sneaked him on one play, like ninety nines yeah. not right in front of his face, ready to just end his life. Yeah, like, not a good idea. <laughs> Uh, the next game, I got this one wrong, and I was pissed. I had bet Chacon on this, but the Vikings end up beating the Panthers. Panthers have a pretty good comeback. Game goes into overtime. Vikings get the win. Uh, next game, this was the surprise of the week for me. 
not necessarily a surprise in who won, but just the domination. The Ravens Those just Chargers whooped game. the Chargers, yeah, thirty-four nah. to six. That one, that one, I I missed on it. Like oh, a pick man. that I send you guys every week, like whether I'm on here or not, I send you like what it was. And that one, I was like, okay, regardless, it's gonna be a close game. Yeah. Ooh. And and I, I started thinking about. It. I heard somebody like, you know, it's tough for those West Coast teams to go play the early morning game on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But they had to have gone out there on like Thursday, right? That's like, the thing. Friday. You, you always hear that, like, oh, the travel, <laughs> like, and, and maybe in in the NBA world, like, you know, you have a game Friday night, then you got to fly and you have a game Saturday afternoon. That makes more sense. Yeah, this they're there, they're there a couple days. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what. Like, it, I mean, we all have off days, and we'll see yeah. how they bounce back this week. And I'm sure they have private jets. They're not like flying, you know, with yeah. the, everyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and having layovers and all that. Like, they're they're fine. You got to stop over in Atlanta for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next game we'll touch on real quick. Uh, this one was, it was a surprise in a sense, but with the injuries, maybe not. So the Cardinals go into Cleveland and just really whoop on the Browns. Cardinals may be the real deal. The, the final score is 37-14. to 14. Uh, The Browns were already without Chubb. Hunt gets hurt in the game as well. They, they were missing their left ta- left tackle or right ta- One mm-hmm. of their old linemen. The, if you look at the Browns injury report for this week, it's like <laughs> every starter. It's like the Packers defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eight of the original 11 aren't playing at yeah. this point in the season. Kyler looks good. Everyone looks good. My favorite part of the game, though, was afterwards, and I'm not sure if you saw it, um, but uh, 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 my guy oh, – hold on, I'm going to have to cut this because my mind just went blank. My guy – wow, 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 wow. Am I forgetting his name? What's the DN's name? Cleveland? Miles Garrett? Yeah, Jesus. Miles Garrett Did he has, hit you in the head with a helmet, he hit too? Me like in he the head. I'm actually going to keep that whole thing. I don't know what just happened there. Uh, but Miles Garrett, ha- uh, in his yard, he has Halloween decorations, and it has quarterbacks that. and their tombstones. Well, Kyler Murray went up to him after and said, why do you got me in your yard, man? Why, why do you have a tombstone? But it was a pretty funny exchange because even, uh, even Garrett was like, well, I didn't have the RIP over your name. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, man, talk about just feeling old right there, not being able to remember a name. It Holy happens. moly, multitasking. Get out of here. Uh, the next game, this one actually caught me by surprise. I thought maybe the Raiders were going to be down and out after everything that happened with Gruden. Uh, but they go into Denver and win 34-24. to 24. Uh, Derek Carr looked good. Other than that, I mean, you have Ruggs. Ruggs, it, Ruggs' stat lines are always funny to me because it's like three catches, 120 yards. Well, he's fast. <laughs> yeah. He zooms. Yeah. So. Here you have three catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. The The surprise for me in this game was Teddy Bridgewater with three picks, and that's usually not his MO. Yeah, he takes care of the ball typically. Like, yeah. He's, he's not turnover prone usually, but, you know. Pretty pretty surprising there. But 34-24, uh, Vegas takes it. In that game. Then we go into this next one. Our boy Robert Chacon was a sweating. Dallas goes into New England and wins in overtime, 35-29. to 29. Honestly, Pats look good. Dallas looked good. It was just a good game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to, you know. Dak is probably uh, moving up the MVP ladder. Yeah, he's putting up, he's putting up numbers. And, mm-hmm. and their offense is not going to be a problem. And I... Like, even when they're 
open like digs with another pick six right exactly. like through the receiver's hands like he just finds a way to get his hand on the ball like yep. they're not throwing it at him yeah <laughs> exactly it's it's nuts it's nuts how well he's doing and i every because he's defensive player of the year right now and yeah. it might not even be close yeah. and you have to point. deal with jacone's ass sending you that stupid fucking meme <laughs> Every week. Every fucking Every week. week. Uh, and then, so the Cowboys go into a bye. There was a little bit of concern with Dak's calf. He's in a walk, wasn't a walking boot, but I think he's going to be fine. Obviously, you get a whole week off. So should be good. Uh, the next game, we go into Sunday night and we get a uh, Geno Smith led Seahawks beating the Steelers 23 to 20. I don't even really know what to think about the, Steelers the game. Steelers won, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, I apologize. Yeah, St- Steelers. Yeah, I, I misspoke there. Golly. Steelers win twenty three to twenty. You got CTE? <laughs> <laughs> My son hit me this morning. I don't remember anything. Uh, but yeah, what a. I don't know. Like, I just there's going to be a lot of Seattle primetime games, and they don't have Russell Wilson, and so it's kind of yeah, like <laughs> like the NFL like has those like flex games, right? Like, yeah, at like, some point know, I think it's after a certain like, time. Yeah, and you see. Uh, the Seahawks signed to back who they signed to back up. Mm-mm. They signed uh, Jacob Eason because oh. Indianapolis released him because I guess Cam Newton like met with them and they're like, uh, oh. no, because <laughs> we're gonna release Cam, we're gonna release Cam as soon as Russell Wilson's healthy. We're just gonna not do that. Jacob Eason, come yeah. on board for come the on, next bud. few weeks and you'll be out of here. Get soon. some get some snaps <laughs> in <laughs> practice. <laughs> Easy paychecks. Yeah. Oh man. All right, and then the. Oh, man, the Monday night game. What a fun, fun game. Derrick Henry, just ridiculous. The fact that a human being that big, (laughs) that strong, just runs that fast is so stupid to me. Mm -hmm. Like He is legitimately, and Des Bryant tweeted it. I saw a ton of them. He legitimately is the created player we all made on NCAA or on Madden back in the day. 100%. Had this huge-ass running back that ran a (laughs) 4-2 for no reason. That's him, like in real life. He is what we all created as a child. Yep. And and we had talked about this a little bit. Ryan Tannehill should be a better quarterback, but he's had some injuries uh, at the receiver position. But even in this game, look at his his stats passing. 216 yards, 18 for 29, one interception, no touchdowns. He did get a a lone touchdown sneaking in um, on the goal line. But if this team is going to be like a real – contender he's something's got to happen there right yeah he's he's gonna ha- he's been a little bit down this year like last year statistically he, he was one of yeah. the top quarterbacks in the league efficiency wise and he just hasn't been there yet like it takes some time to gel with the new receivers and like and with brown and julio in and out of the lineup yeah. not at 100 percent. like i think that as the year goes on they start to gel it like a little bit more and i think I think he'll be fine down the road because he really, it's just, hey, don't do anything tremendously stupid. Yeah. And if he does, then they'll be fine as long as 22's in there. Oh, man. Yeah, Henry, uh, 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns, had that long 76-yard run. And in the play action, man, after that run, the play action was working so well. And it was just little slants for Brown, yeah. but I swear to God, he got another, like, 15 to 20 yeah. yards every Yeah, there time. was one where they ran a play action, and the linebacker was, like, at even with the D-line, and then it was like, oh, shit. And there's a clip where it shows him, and his back is to the quarterback, <laughs> running backwards, trying to get back to where he's supposed to be at. And they throw this little over route to Brown. And you're like, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, what it's, that's what it's there yeah. for, right? Like, you have to respect it and – it's it's that's where when we talk about the beginning of the season, like I see that being a real problem for people down the mm-hmm. stretch, and especially yeah. tackling 
that big dude over and over when it's cold outside. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. That yeah. sucks. Unless you're the Green Bay Packers last year and you stop him from running, but somehow throw to Devontae Adams for four touchdowns. Beautiful. I, it was a, you know, Beautiful. I bring it up all the time. It was a very <laughs> upsetting fantasy <laughs> issue for me in the championship game. Uh, one thing to note for the Titans, even with, with how bad their defense has been playing, uh, th- their cornerback Farley gets hurt. He's, I believe he's done for the season is what I had read. So that doesn't help at all. The, no. the defense is, I mean, They're me bad. and you were talking about They're it. They're bad, but they came up with one really big stop at the very, very, very end and, of the game. And he slipped. And like, he slipped. Like, the, and the, the backup de- the tackle two, was him. Yeah. So I'm like, a lot of things played into that. Like, everybody's like, oh, see, Tennessee's defense. Well, no. I mean, one play, because they marched down that. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's, it's still... A problem, yeah. That they're gonna have to fix somehow. Some I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's go find some dudes before the trade deadline that comes up. What next next week? I yeah, think it's November second. Mm-hmm. And so like they're gonna have to figure that out pretty soon. Yeah. All right, let's get into this week's games. We got a barn burner tonight. <laughs> the Broncos against some guys that are in Cleveland. Teddy Brown Bridgewater uniforms. versus Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I had said, the, the injury report for the Browns is just out of this world. Obviously, Landry's been out. Beckham's questionable. Baker's out. Uh, they have two off, uh, offensive tackles that are out. I'm trying to pull up the whole thing here. Like it, it really is half of the team on the injury report. So with that said, <laughs> I don't Part feel- of me still wanted to say <laughs> the Browns win just because it like the Broncos – like. It's in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and, and the Broncos, like, we still don't know. Like, they were 3-0, and or 0-3 since. Yeah. So so we don't really know. Like, that, it's really still, with all those guys out, it's a 50-50 game to yeah. me. Like, well, I'm, right now, Vegas, ha- it's Cleveland by uh, favored by one. So oh, it's a yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> a pick them, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that's what well, you get three points just for being at home, and yeah. they, they don't even get the three points. Mm-hmm. So like, that nobody knows. Like, it's going to be probably a shit show. Like, it's going to be – Yeah. It'll be on, but nobody's going to be watching no. it. I, this might be the first one where I don't watch. Like, I'd be like, I'll just check the scores, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because usually I watch every Thursday, even if it's a <clears throat> relatively bad game. There's somebody to watch, but no Chubb, no Hunt. The running game is going to be hurting. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to say the Broncos win, but like, mm-hmm. it's really just a flip of flip yeah. of a coin like hey we, we'll, we'll see what we get once it comes i mean case keenum has ran this offense in minnesota with that with the with the head right. coach there but still it's case keenum yep yeah i i have to go with the with the broncos like i think i don't think bridgewater's gonna have that many mistakes again um and they're the browns are just beat up they're really beat up so yeah i think we're both in agreement there this next game though we're not going to be in agreement <laughs> The Washington football team heads to Green Bay <laughs> to play the Packers. <laughs> Packers favored by seven and a half, and in my opinion, that's a little low. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel more comfortable betting this game for Washington if the line was around 15. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover two, t- two touchdowns and a two-point conversion on there, yeah. No, I I think the Packers win this one, and it, it's a good time we can resurrect. Remember when we bet years ago, and you had to change your Facebook profile picture, <laughs> yeah. and I slapped it on the you <laughs> you like that Kirk Cousins. We're gonna have to bring yeah. that back. But oh man, uh, the Packers should win this one. Like even though their defense is really beat up, like their their defense. I mean, their two starting corners are both out. Yeah, they're down. I think two D linemen, a linebacker's out. 
one, one of their safeties went down last week, and he's not playing this week. Mm-hmm. So, like, but, I mean, they're going against I him. mean, on, on top of Washington just being a, a sad team right now, like, performance-wise, uh, McLaurin is questionable. I think he's going to play. Gibson, on the other hand, uh, the running back, he's had a shin problem. Right, and they keep saying questionable. Oh no, it's fine. He's going to play, and every game he goes out. And, <laughs> Just and here, let the man rest and get better. <laughs> Here's the thing: our our, med, our our head medical staff guy, the head trainer, is under investigation by the FBI right now. He hasn't been with the team for three <laughs> two weeks since that whole raid happened, yes. and his two closest uh, assistants or whatever they're also on leave because of this. So we've got some interns just pretty much Mr. Miyagi-ing <laughs> the fucking players yeah, on the sideline. I took a sports medicine class in high school. I'll tape you up. Exactly. <laughs> We're just so, so, God damn it, it's so sad. And it's in Green Bay. It's, it's in Green Bay, seven and a half. Your defense, is your secondary in particular. Everybody past the front four can't defend <laughs> anybody. Here's what I'll do, Hoop. We, just for the, for the spirit of fun and betting and competition, we can bet a lunch. But I get the seven and a half. Deal. Okay. Deal. <laughs> you just figure out where you want to go. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Next game we'll go to. This one should be fun. Uh, uh, the Chiefs go into Tennessee to play the Titans. Right now, Kansas City is favored by four and a half. Now, to me, that's high. I Maybe Kansas City should be favored. Both of these defenses are bad. I think that they're looking at what uh, Kansas City did against Washington as a measuring stick for their defense. That should there, yeah. there should be no <laughs> stick. They should just throw that stick in the garbage. <laughs> so interesting game, but I want to get your take on it. Who do you think? Um, th- this is another one where I was like, you know, back and forth because I think the Chiefs are still good, mm-hmm. and the, and the Chiefs are gonna find a way. And you say it's in Kansas City. In Tennessee. Oh, it's in Tennessee. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I I wrote down. I think the Titans win. But it, this is another one where it could go either way just because you would expect Kansas City to figure it out. Yeah. Mahomes has been pedestrian by his standard. He's still well yeah. above the league average of a right. quarterback, but he, he hasn't been been great. And But their defense is just so bad. Like, they still got to yeah. stop somebody at some point. So, I mean, it's a coin flip game. I said the Titans, but it's I would expect a close one, and yeah. it could go – Either which way, I think I'm. I think I'm going to roll with the Titans. Um, I th- I think they're just on. You know, I think uh, no one's going to stop Derrick Henry. <laughs> is the thing right? And if both of those receivers come back healthy for Tennessee, I, I think we're going to have one of those games where we finally get Ryan Tannehill going because that defense for Kansas City is pretty bad. So yeah. I'll go with Tennessee as well. I, I still can't believe that Kansas City's favored by four and a half going into Tennessee. It's, it's, it, it seems a, a mind numbing. Past history bias. Yeah. Yep. And again, like I said, maybe they're looking at this Washington game like <laughs> Kansas City's back on track. I don't know. Uh, the funny thing about uh, I forgot to mention in last week's game, uh, uh, Mahomes threw two picks. One of them was off the hands of Tyreek Hill. Like straight off his oh, hands. Oh, is this one where his mom was his, like, "That's and, not on him." And then Patrick Mahomes' mother went to Twitter and <laughs> These said, "Moms and we wives, need a, like, that needs to be a fumble that shouldn't be on the quarterback." And it's like, "Listen, lady, <laughs> I'm always glad I I was never famous. One, there's too much in my past to dig up. <laughs> Two, like 
I don't want to have that conversation. Like, look, if I mess up, don't say shit. Yeah. Don't say a word. Just be quiet. Live in the shadows mm-hmm. and let's be rich somewhere. Like, no big deal. Like, these wives and moms that, and family members that are always like, did you see, uh, it's Mahomes' brother did the TikTok. Yes, I was just going to bring that on up. On the Sean Taylor thing. Like, Holy shit. That's a fightable offense, right? Yeah. Someone like, should have so- just whooped his ass. <laughs> someone should have whooped his ass, one. Number two, there should have been someone... Uh, Preventing this? Stopping him from doing that? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I was so... like. That really pissed me off. <laughs> it's 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 one thing to come in and just whoop their ass on the on the day that they decide to retire Sean Taylor's yeah, number because yeah. they have a scandal going on, right? The organization's Let, fucked up. Yeah. But that little shithead <laughs> needs his ass kicked. I'll just leave it at that. <sighs> okay, next game. Uh, we have the Atlanta Falcons going into Miami to play the Dolphins. Right now, Atlanta is favored by two and a half. Um, I've got the Falcons. Um I just the Dolphins lost to the Jaguars last week. The Falcons have been not as shitty as I thought they might have been. Like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're they're not good, but they're not just absolute trash either. Right. Um, the Dolphins haven't shown that they're anything. I thought the Dolphins would be better than they have. Me been, to too. Be honest, pretty surprising how how bad they've played. There's also a lot of talk on Twitter um, about Deshaun Watson being traded there to Miami so I mean I don't know if you're Tua what are you like what the fuck yeah <laughs> like, can like, I get can I get a chance to do something and, and I always wonder like it has to creep into the back of their minds at some point like mm-hmm. if they're gonna deal me I want to be healthy wherever I'm going yeah do do they play a different style of football like mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm out the door like I'm not trying to break my leg yeah doing this I'm not I'm not gonna try to stretch for that first down um, yeah one thing that I forgot to bring up, and I don't even—I don't know how true this is—but there has been a lot of talk as well of Tua possibly going to Washington in a three-team deal, and I wouldn't be opposed to that by any means. Anybody, I mean, Heineke, like I might be able to—he's fiery, but he's not the one. <laughs> he's not the one, not by any means. Fitzpatrick should be back in the next couple of weeks, so I don't know. If he that... also, hey, hey, but Tua with Fitzpatrick behind him again, yeah, like crazy. He's gonna be like, God damn it. <laughs> I thought I escaped this, this bearded guy. bastard <laughs> last <laughs> Walks into the <laughs> to the QB meeting. Fitzpatrick's just sitting there with a pipe and his glasses on. <laughs> hey, kid, welcome. Welcome to DC. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm Falcons on that one as well. Uh, next game, we have the Jets going into New England to play the Pats. If you remember right, the last time these two played, it was it just was not pretty. I remember because I was on the plane home from San Diego. It was a 25-6 game, and this was the only game on. Uh, our guy, Zach Wilson, threw four picks. Your guy. <laughs> uh, so right now, the line is at 7-4 New England. I think with the way New England played against the Cowboys, that they, they're going to win. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think Zach Wilson throws four picks mm-hmm. again, but I I just think that the Patriots still have gained some momentum. Even though you lose a game, if you lose a game to who people are saying is a top team in the league, you still have that confidence. Like, hey, we were right there, going blow for blow with them. Yep. The, we that's what we're capable of. Let's go do it. And the Patriots down the stretch, if they can get some winnable games, they still got. This week they got the Dolphins still. Yeah, like they'll get some winnable games in there, and they can still find a way into the seventeen playoff, mm-hmm. which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it just feels crazy. Yep, right there with you. I think New England takes that, and probably the seven seems high because the Jets haven't been playing as bad. But I still would, I would still be comfortable with the Patriots there. 
next game, the Panthers, and I don't, I don't know what the fuck to think of this game. The Panthers go into New York to play the Giants. Carolina's favored by three. My mind tells me that the Giants are awful, because they are. But something's wrong with the Panthers. Maybe it's no Christian McCaffrey, but that can't be the only reason they've I lost mean, some that, games. that dude does make a big difference yeah. all, all around, but... Um... Darnold's inconsistency, like he started out and you're like, hey, he got this guy out of New York and look how happy he is. He's just balling and then he's kind of come back to earth, Davis Mill style (laughs) and and slowed back down. Um, The Giants are just so bad and without Barkley and is are their receivers healthy again? Who's going to be Shepard? Who's Jones even throwing to? Like. He's got Ingram the tight end, but if that's his best option, like that's not good. So Panthers, Panthers probably win that one. It's just gonna be that's gonna be an ugly game. Like, yeah, you don't. Giants fans might tune in and out of that one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Shout out to Daniel Tate. Um, <laughs> next, yeah, and I'm right there with you. I, I think Carolina wins. Um, and I got a buddy in New York. He keeps posting that that crying frog holding a gun to his head meme every Sunday. So I'm like, that's just like, man, they they just don't. They've lost all faith. Uh, in our group text that we have with some of my friends, Daniel, because uh, for whatever reason, it seems like the Giants always start a game off well. Like, Jones has a good drive. So the beginning of the every Sunday, Danny Dimes, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Two hours later, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, next game we have the Bengals going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Uh, this is a, a solid matchup as far as that division is concerned. Bengals are at four and two, Ravens five and one, but the Bengals are favored by six. Or sorry, the Ravens are favored by six and a half at home. I, I think the Ravens win, but I think the Bengals cover that. Like I, I, I think too. the Bengals have just been playing well. Like the Ravens secondary is not great. Like they mm-hmm. got Marlon Humphrey, but outside of him, they're struggling a little bit. I think that. Uh, Burrow and Chase have been balling. Crazy. I, I think Joe Burrow's playing well. I, that Bengals team, like, and one of their losses, like that Packers game, by all means, the Bengals should have beat the Packers. Yeah. Right? So they could be 5-1 and one going into this one yep. with the same record, and people are like, holy shit, it's the yeah. Bengals. And then again, you also say it's the Bengals. Like, they're bound to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, may, maybe maybe Joe Burrow really is that, mm-hmm. that life that needed to get, you know, breathed into him. But so it'll be a close game. Division rivals – Usually those ones are closer mm-hmm. games more often than not. The Ravens will find a way to win just because Lamar is yeah, Lamar. Just Superman, really. Yeah. I, I think Baltimore wins, but I don't think they cover that six and a half. I think it'll be very, very close, <clears throat> especially coming off the ass whooping they gave to the Chargers. It seems like those type of games are followed up by a close game. Yeah. Regardless of who they're playing. So uh, next game we'll go to is Philadelphia going into Vegas to play the Raiders right now. Vegas is only favored by three points. Philly has played teams tougher, but again, it's just not a lot going on in Philly. Poor Jalen Hurts. I swear they're going to run him out, and it's not his fault. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> they, 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 they deal Zach Ertz, that, like, yeah. right? Like, yeah. dude walks out of – like, he knew going into the game, hey, this is my last game here. Yeah. Like, he walks in the locker room, you could just see he was just sad. And yeah. Like, this this poor guy. Yeah. Like, fuck, but uh, – and he gets a touchdown in his last game. So, good so, so I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, talking about how like that first game out, like with the new interim coach, like and they ball out. Like, yeah. Sometimes that happens, and sometimes it's the second week where mm-hmm. you, where you see a drop off because like things are a little bit different. Like they're not prepared the same. Like they they kind of just ran off of what they already had. Yeah. Now you're 
under something really new for a full week. So if you're going to see a drop-off, it might be this week. I still think the Raiders are just a better overall team than than the Eagles are. Mm-hmm. Because, but And Jalen Hurts, I just, I'm just i not sold on him as a starting quarterback in the NFL yet. Mm-hmm. He's so up and down. But um, So I would take the Raiders to win that one. Yeah, I'll go with the Raiders as well. And three, I, I think, seems kind of low. <clears throat> it was like a five, six-point game. Uh, the next game might be – oh, no, nope, I lied. Okay, it's the second highest – or second largest uh, spread. The Lions go into St. Louis to – or St. Louis, Jesus Christ, what a day. What is happening? <laughs> this is what happens when we record <laughs> we on a different start day. Over. My God. Uh, <laughs> the Lions go into L.A. to play the Rams. Uh, the Rams favored by 15. There's no question the Rams are winning this game, but are they going to win by more than 15? I don't think they win by more than 15. Well, I don't know because they just got... Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't think they win by more than 15. That's just a lot for an NFL team to win by. But, like, the Lions coach kind of questioning Jared Goff Uh, a little bit. It's not the best way to go. Yeah. Oh, hey. And now you're going to go against two dudes that are like, yeah, they're probably friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Monday through Saturday, but that, like to, that Sunday is not gonna not gonna be good for Detroit. Yeah, I think the Rams are gonna cover. Oh, <laughs> I just do. <laughs> we look at you know the the last couple of games. Rams obviously whoop the Giants by more than fifteen. Doug takes the Rams to cover. Everybody go bet Detroit right now. <laughs> That's how this show is gonna be from now on. I think. But I just. I don't who's scoring for the Lions. The Rams are so loaded and that defense, like maybe if Darnold has some type of agreement with Goff that he's not gonna murder him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if I get into you, I'm just gonna pat you on the ass and you fall down. <laughs> yeah. Throw the ball when I get close and I'll just swat it down. I won't I won't <laughs> hurt you. Uh yeah, Rams, I'll say cover. You say not cover, but absolutely win. This is the 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 largest line of the week. Uh, and there's a there's some big ones this week. Texans go into Arizona to play the Cardinals. Any guess what the Cardinals are favored by? Did you look it up before you came by chance? Uh-uh. Seventeen and a half. Cardinals to cover. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna <laughs> take them to cover that one. To. <laughs> Their defense is playing well. Davis Mills is back to being Davis Mills. Yes. Poor him. Like I mean, he didn't ask to get thrown into this shit situation. And the Cardinals are just really good. So yeah, I don't think we need to spend much more time on that. It's going to be uh, an ass whooping, maybe like a twenty-something point win. Now watch Davis Mills is motivated because they're <laughs> trading Watson, and he's like, "It's my time." <laughs> yeah, or he just heard this. You know, <laughs> maybe he heard the pod. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, you're Motivation. welcome. Send me a check after you make the you know Pro Bowl this year, whatever. Um, next next game we have the Bears go to Tampa to play the Bucks. Tampa's favored by twelve and a half. What are your thoughts here? Tampa Bay wins. They won't cover that, but I think they'll win. They just keep playing close games. I think they're doing. I know they're kind. I don't want to say coasting, but they're they're doing enough to get by where mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we don't have to really like, we don't have to turn it on right now. Yeah. We we can get by doing this, and even if they end up dropping one along the way, they're like, oh well, we'll bounce back. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Bucks get it, but they don't cover. Did that you see Tom Brady? Uh, comment to Aaron Rodgers. Congratulations, already part owner of the Bucks, and <laughs> I heard he got stock in the Bears. Or he, uh, like Tom Brady is low key funny. Yeah, social media since he left New England. Yeah, he is. It's like <laughs> he's an now he's free. Yeah, like hey, this guy is not a turd. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see, man. 
Sunday and Monday night games, man. <laughs> we got to do better, NFL. Uh, so the Colts go into San Francisco to play the Niners. The Niners are favored by four. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to pull up the injury report here. Jimmy G still questionable. Trent Williams questionable. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about this game. I don't. I, I don't think the Niners are as good as a lot of people thought they were. I think the Colts are actually better than what they've been doing. Wentz seems to be slowly getting his his footing. And it, yeah, they got Hilton back and Jonathan Taylor in the run games figuring out which yeah. was going to be what they wanted to lean on. Yeah. Most of the season anyway. Defense is playing a little bit better. Um I think the Colts win this one. It this is another one like it could go either way though. Yeah. Like I it could I could be just horribly wrong. But if I think if Trey Lance is the starter, I think the Colts win for sure. I think and, so too. and like that's not saying Jimmy G is great. Yeah. That's just saying I haven't seen anything from Trey Lance where I'm like, that's the guy to get yeah. it done right now. Like he was gonna be a project. He was gonna take time all along. Yep. And this Colts defense, like you said, they they play pretty tough, so I th- yeah I, I gotta lean towards Indianapolis. Um, God, then Monday night we get another Seahawks primetime game. The Saints go into Seattle <laughs> to play the Seahawks. Saints are favored by four and a half. Again, this is a Saints team that I don't think we know who the hell they are. They're, they're coming off a bye where they you know had beat Washington thirty three to twenty two. So should be healthy. But they should be healthy. But then you have games before that. Like, you know, we've talked about this all year. They lose to the Giants in New Orleans. You know what I mean? They kill the Packers week one. Then they get smashed by the Panthers. Like, I don't know who the hell the Saints are. I do know that Seattle isn't very good without Russell Wilson. You know, poor Geno, for whatever reason, just... I mean, I think yeah, see, I, I still don't think the Steelers are all that good. Yeah. And so, like, that game ended up being a good game, mm-hmm. but... It was really two not very good teams going back and forth. And Seattle is not good because Russell isn't playing, yeah. right? But um Yeah, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say Saints win. <laughs> Saints Saints find a way to win it, but who knows? Oh my god, like, it's just bad. Just for the sake of us having different answers, I'm gonna just go th- Seattle. I does does Seattle lose three in a row? They gotta make some adjustment. They got to figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This, again, these two primetime games are shit this week. We're, the NFL isn't doing themselves any favor sending some bullshit to England <laughs> and then having these, you know, I mean, that's going to piss off a lot of 49ers fans. Well, but they they probably real. could never, like, sell that to any organization that's a winning organization. Hey, you're going to go to London week <laughs> six. Okay? What do you say? Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to put a, a Green Bay-Tampa Bay rematch out in London. What do you guys say? You like gonna, it? No. Oh, hey, Rodgers and Brady decided to sit this week out <laughs> and stay They're home. staying home, just like Calvin Ridley did that week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, that that uh, ends the games for this upcoming week. Uh, Hoop, what do you got going on? What, what are you dressing up for Halloween? I, I won't. We won't I have you on the pod before the next so show. So I, I think the plan is, I think my wife's uncle is having a Halloween party that we're going to, like, next – but that's next Friday. Mm-hmm. If we win tomorrow, <laughs> I have a game next Friday, so oh, I won't, I won't be going anyway. But I think we try to do like a family theme. Oh like yeah, we did pirates one year. I think, I think we let Carter, who's six, decide, and he wanted to be ninjas because he saw some. Oh, perfect. 
Asian kid, ninja, right? <laughs> Weird. But no. I was just thinking, like, it's an easy costume. And then he's, he tells he tells Ethan to get the white ninja costume. I'm like, come on, man. But, no. but so I think I think that's the plan. Um, but other than that, like, I'm not a big Halloween guy. I've never, yeah, never really liked it. Like, it was cool as a kid, mm-hmm. and then once I grew up, I was like, well, it's, I mean, I'll dress up and go get drunk somewhere. But like, it, it's never been yeah. it's never been my thing, and. Scary movies gave give me anxiety, so I don't even watch those too much. Like, I, I, so I'm a puss. But, <laughs> but no, what about you guys? Um, well, there's no real party plans. My son's preschool is doing a trunk or treat, so I'm gonna I'm gonna decorate the car. I haven't quite decided what I'm gonna decorate it for. Super gory. Give that's what I was thinking. Like blood and guts coming out, and I mean, because they're all three and four, like they can they'll forget about it in a week, right? Either that or it'll traumatize them for the rest yeah. of their lives. Hey, win win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I bought a Ghostbusters outfit, so it's nice. pretty solid. Um, my son is. Do you have the backpack and everything? No backpack. I was gonna buy the backpack, but then the back has a really dope decal of the Ghostbusters like emblem. So I'm like, I don't even really need the backpack. You know what I mean? Um, my son is gonna be uh, Gecko from PJ Masks. Okay. And I, like it. I don't know what uh, Hov's gonna be. She hasn't decided yet, but you know, we got another week or so. So yeah. you just slap. At uh, this age, we just. Make it make it up as we go exactly. and slap it together. Yeah. I have a minute. bunch of old costumes, so like she could just have one of those, you know. Like it's gonna be a little big, but <laughs> my, my dad sent me a picture this week. I had a me and my best friend back in the day, we dressed up as Bert and Ernie. Oh, shit. and he sent me a picture. Do you want this Bert mask? I was like, No, nah, you can throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want this Bert he goes, mask? I know it. I was like, From 92. <laughs> No, this was when we were grown-ups. Like me, oh, me, me and my oh, buddy Keto my did it like in okay. two thousand like two thousand nine, two thousand ten Halloween. We were okay. we were Bert and Ernie and showed up to a grown ups Halloween party. We're like, it's Bert and Ernie. Like, hey, yeah, what's going on? Okay. Let's get this beer pong in. Yeah. I've, okay. In my head you were you know, six. I or was five. just very childish. Yeah. <laughs> you were twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. And yeah, we'll have you back after the Halloween holiday, so I'll see how your ninja costumes went. Appreciate it, man. You have a good one. Peace. During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know? Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting families and taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> <laughs> we hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. smoke in front of my daughter. I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. 
I'm good, actually. You ready for this? I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Rose, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Rose, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. If there's too many white people, I get So I have a very, very special guest joining me um, for this 31 Days of Halloween movie review. Easily the most attractive, God. smart, funny. Anyways, my name is Havala. <laughs> my wife, Havala, has decided to join me today uh, to review one of our favorite horror films and probably one of, a, one of the best horror films in the last 20 years, maybe even, maybe even ever. Uh, but today we're going to be reviewing 2017's Get Out. Uh, Get Out was written and directed by Jordan Peele. He had a budget of $4.5 million and made $255.4 million at the box office. Uh, you know, when I originally had heard that Jordan Peele was going to be making a horror film, I thought, what the hell? There's no way this is going to be good. But it turned out to be great, and then he followed this up with us, and then uh, he helped on the new Candyman film, and there's a new one coming out next year as well. So he's done a really good job. But didn't uh, he win an award for Get Out? Uh, you know what? We can look that up. I'm sure he did because it was a great movie. We're gonna get into it. Let's see here. Yes, he did. He won an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. So. And he was nominated for, well, the movie was nominated for Best Picture, and then he was nominated for Best Director. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of things within this movie. Um, Hav and I had both went and seen this in the theater. This is definitely a movie that when you see it the first time, you start to think about after you leave, mm -hmm. and you don't, you don't even catch things till maybe the second or third time. Yeah. Um, but super, super good. So to start out... Um, the movie, there, there's a young man walking down a neighborhood road. He's on his phone at nighttime, uh, and you're not 100% sure who he's talking to, and this car is kind of following him slowly, and it turns around, comes back, and abducts the young man. Did I say that right? Did that come out abducts? wrong? Abducts. Abducts. No, that's right. Well, oh, that felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, abduction. If you think about it in anatomical terms, the abduction movement of the body goes outward, and it's like your body, like your arm, for example, you know, abduction. It's like mm. it's being abducted by aliens. Oh. So if any of you guys are taking anatomy this semester, that's how <laughs> I remembered it. <laughs> so, yes, that was right. 
Perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name who uh, gets kidnapped at the very beginning because, oh, Lakeith Stanfield, that's the name of the actor. And you don't, uh, I mean, he comes back later in the movie, but when you first see this in the theater, you don't, I didn't even put it together like, wait, that's the guy who got abducted at the very beginning of the film. Did you, do you remember that when he comes back as the... Yeah, I feel like, I think I got that part. There were a lot of obvious things that I didn't get mm-hmm. <laughs> in this movie, like the the bingo auction. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> but I mean, like you were saying, Doug, I don't know if I should call you Babe or Will or White Chocolate. Call me whatever you yeah. want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said earlier, it's one of those movies where you watch it the first time, you're like, oh, this is good. And like halfway through, you're like, oh my God, this is my life. And then... <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the second time you watch it, you just start to see uh, just a few more things that Jordan Pill really strategically hid within the movie. And he's mm-hmm. just so, he's so, so, so talented. And like you were saying earlier, Doug, when he, when we found out he was making a horror film, it's just, it just wasn't what you're used to because you're used to seeing Key and Pill skits yeah. about, you know, comedians laughing about burn victims. It's <laughs> just a big hit in our family. But, um, and then you watch it a third time after you've kind of Googled, you know, what did Jordan Pill mean by this? Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, holy cow. I mean, even we watched it two weeks ago or something like that. Yep. And we even saw new things then. So it's just one of those movies where, I mean, it's a horror movie, but it's more of just like a psychological thr- thriller horror yeah. movie where it's like, is this a documentary about, <laughs> <laughs> are, you know, our lives about being a person of color in America? Or is it like, you know... Well, that, that's one thing I wanted to bring up is a lot of people, I mean, I get in arguments about this all the time, that they say this isn't a horror film. Says white people. Mm, my white friend, Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, must be nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it is absolutely a horror film, kind of in the vein of a, a couple of the older movies that you may think of as like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's a, there's a lot of different ones, but... This is really, really good. Daniel Kaluuya um, plays Chris Washington in this. Um, and his co-star, Allison Williams, plays Rose. You know, after we get past that first scene of uh, the young man getting kidnapped, uh, you know, we get um, Redbone by Childish Gambino. You get Rose. I mean, the, the opening scene is really, really good. Probably one of the best, maybe minus Scream, uh, in horror films, but then you get to this point and you you see, oh, here's Rose. She's she seems so so normal, and she's looking in at these donuts, getting ready to pick up some donuts and go visit her. What a nice girlfriend. Boyfriend, yeah, exactly. Visit her boyfriend Chris, who you know they they show you as a photographer. They they make that very well known in the first couple seconds that you see him. Music is great. The score of this whole movie is really good, and and that's something that Jordan Peele does in all of his movies. Um, but then you know you get the whole. Uh, Chris seems a little worried to go to go meet the mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, to go meet the Armitages, <laughs> 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 to go re- meet uh, Rose's parents and her brother. Um, and he's like, you know, he, he's like, well, did you tell them? She's like, did, did I tell them what? That I'm I black. I have a prosthetic race. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That I'm black. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, hi, mom and dad. This is my black boyfriend, Chris. You know, and it's... But it's like, do you, I mean, did she not show them a picture? That's the thing. That's the one flaw. 
Yeah. For this, it's, it's like, like they've been dating for like and five, she just six does she and, just not have any social media and just not talk about how her boyfriend is a world uh, a renowned photographer. <laughs> yeah. So that just didn't. And I think I feel like as soon as Childish Gambino's song pops on, you're just like, wait a second, because I mean, you know, this the hidden meeting with all of that is just you got to stay woke, right? And that's when that mm-hmm. kind of became a little bit more popular. So you're just like, well, how does that gonna how's that gonna pertain to this movie? And obviously, as time goes on, but that's kind of it's pretty foreshadowing and obviously a deliberate intent with um, yep. on Jordan Pill's part. Um, so finally, they he- they start heading to uh, see Rose's parents. Um, on the way there, we get introduced to Rod. He gives mm-hmm. uh, Chris a call. TSA agent. Rod. Yeah, Rod, <clears throat> uh, Lil Rel. Uh, Howry is his is his real name or his comedian name. Um, he's such a he's so good throughout the whole movie. He 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 oftentimes will break up like the tense times with just how funny he is. And mm-hmm. I think we all know somebody like Rod. We all have a friend that's or at least at some point in our lives have have a, had a friend like Rod. So uh, we'll get back to Rod in a little bit. But you meet Rod, and then on the way they hit a deer. Um, Rose and Chris on the way to her parents' house. And then this is when the um, cops come, the police officer. And while talking, she's, the, the police officer says, you know, uh, I need to see his ID, but Chris wasn't driving. And so Rose gets all upset. You don't need to see his ID. He wasn't driving. Da, da, da. And then you're like, wow, she's like sticking up for him. This is great. She's being a normal, she's being a normal human yeah, being. She should be, yeah. You know, and Chris is just laughing the whole time. Like, no, he doesn't laugh, but you can tell he's smiling and is like, wow, okay. Later on, you go back and think about it like, well, she didn't want Chris to give the ID because they're going to kidnap Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's something I definitely didn't catch on to. Yeah. And I didn't think about it until the second time we watched it. But the second mm-hmm. time I was like, that. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and she does a really, really great job. Didn't she I, say this was her first movie? Like, yeah. Has she done like little... She'd done TV shows before, uh, prior to this, but this was her first... She was in a TV show called Girls on HBO. Um, she had done some other movies, but not... I don't think in the... She was never the main... Um, yeah. She know. did a great job. Yeah. She was a very good villain, I guess, as you could say. Yeah, because the... You know, for the longest time while you're watching the movie, you're like, is she in on this? Like, she has to be. But then other times you're thinking, you know, I don't I don't think she is. Yeah. And you th- really just don't even know until it's revealed whether mm-hmm. she is or isn't. Yeah. And we'll get to that point. Um, let's get to where <laughs> they finally get to the parents' house. Chris meets uh, the parents, Missy and Dean. Missy's played by Catherine Keener who does a really good job. And then uh, Bradley Whitford is super funny as Dean. I mean, super funny in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's a little fucked up. Yeah. Depends on your vision of fun. Uh, You know, the whole, like, he's like your very typical older white guy. Who's like, yo, I'm all for everything. I'm all for, for people's rights and, and, and equal rights. And, you know, I would have, my favorite is I would have voted for Obama a third term. Yeah. If I could have. And the interesting thing about Just this. Just lots of microaggressions. Yeah. Yeah. This this movie was uh, obviously made while Obama was president, came out after, um, you know, we got that other guy in there. Uh, but anyways, it just was, it was just so on time, I felt. It was a really interesting time for the movie to come out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I mean, obviously all this stuff has been going on for ages, but it just felt right on time, which I think even made it, it even better film. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's, I mean, we could really even watch this 10 years ago or 10 years mm-hmm. from now and it would still be relevant, unfortunately, because of all the yeah. systemic and systematic racism that's really embodied in this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I forgot to note, when they pull up to the house, it's a big, beautiful house and um, there's two people helping. So there's the the guy who's mowing the lawn and his name the is... The groundskeeper. The groundskeeper, his name is Walter in the film and he just gives a very like spooky look like the whole time you're just like what the fuck is up with Walter <laughs> yeah. um and it did click with me um who Walter was later before it was actually revealed but I'll get to that point in a minute and then Georgina played by Betty Gabriel and she does a really good job mm-hmm. she she has a lot of scenes in this movie where she's just like you're you're really f- creeped out by her but then at the same time you like kind of feel awful for her like what is going on with this person yeah um anyway so we have we have all this there you know uh there becomes a point where they're outside they're they're having tea i think like all rich white people do you're looking at the wrong person (laughs) yeah i don't know either i I don't hang around many of them (laughs) um definitely no one in my family um but anyways and then this is where the parents notice that Chris is kind of like has a little tick, if you will, and it's it's because he smokes cigarettes and he hasn't had one. He's trying to quit. The dad brings up, "Oh, she can, you know, uh, Missy can fix that for you." Oh yeah, she's a psychiatrist or hypnosis or something. Oh, you know, it's very, you know, it works well. And he said, the dad says, "I've, I used to smoke, and since she did it to me, the side of it makes me want to throw up." And you're like, eh. and he's like, "No, I'm okay. I'm working through it." And um, kind of small interjection. I just yeah. thought about this. I could be, I think this is how this happened, but my grandma used to be a super big chain smoker as most people did back in the day. And she actually got hypnotized and to stop smoking and she stopped smoking. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a true story. I mean, it didn't solve many problems, but. Did she know the Armitage's? Yeah, that's her maiden name. (laughs) Um, Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. So he, you know, here's Chris says, no, I'm good. I'll I'll work on it myself. And and then it's shortly after this that we get to meet who, I mean, every actor in this movie is great, but this Mm -hmm. guy's, I, I think, the best. And this is, uh, his, his name is Caleb Landry Jones, but he plays Rose's brother, Jeremy, and he is really good. Like, you just know from the jump, this something, this guy's fucked up. There's something it's really off. missing in yeah. this guy's, the, the, the moment at the dinner table where he's ta- asking, you know, if he was into, are you into Taekwondo? <laughs> no, no, he said, what is it? You an MMA fan? Dude. Dude, what? What? Hey, Jeremy, why don't we, uh, let someone else have the floor for a second. You're dating my sister, right? He's dating my sister, you had your chance. I can't get to know the guy. You mean like UFC? Yes. Yeah, nah, too brutal for me. <laughs> you ever get in string fights as a kid? I did judo after school, first grade. Aw. Should have seen me. Judo? with your frame and your genetic makeup 
if you really pushed your body, and I mean really trained, you know, no pussy footing around, you'd be a fucking beast. His hair's all shuffled. He just looks like he's kind of drunk, and he's just, he just plays such a good, like, you could tell he's super obsessed with Chris and obsessed with his body. And, I mean, the, um, you know, back in slave days and even now, like, the black male body has always been sexualized and um, always been like fantasized over for men and women just being kind of more naturally strong and Mm -hmm. muscular and stuff like that. And you can um, tell that's where Jeremy, he's just has this very unhealthy obsession with him, like just every part of him. Then he tries to wrestle with him at the dinner table. (laughs) It's just so weird. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, so he's just trying to, you know, test him out. Yeah. You know, literally to see if he would be a good fit. Yeah. And in, I mean, bef- before the brother, everything seems relatively fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, minus like weird. all the little, white liberal microaggressions. Yeah. They're a little weird. Yeah. You know, they're nice. <laughs> everything seems Except okay. Except for the black mold comment when they're walking in the, yeah, that's the a, tour. He's like, oh, there's a little bit of black mold again, down there. Yeah. yeah. Dean, the, the, the dad, Dean, gives Chris a tour and, you know, uh, um, oh, this is the basement, but we had to seal it up because there's black mold. Well, we later find out what goes on in the basement. And when you think back to it, you're like, holy shit, what a, what a comment there. And then um, also another comment that Dean makes, he shows a picture. There's a picture of his grand or his, uh, his dad. No, her dad, right? Whose dad is it? Dean's dad. Dean's dad, that's correct. Jesus, how did I mess that up? Um, and, you know, Grandpa. all his, his claim to fame was coming in second to Jesse Owens, da 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 I wonder who really came in a second to Jesse Owens. They're probably like, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's me. Anyways. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah who, who knows? Maybe it was, oh, Roman. Maybe it was Roman Armitage. Yeah, could have been Roman Armitage who took second place. Oh, that'd be that, interesting. That was his name. Google that later. Um, in any event, that's where it clicked for me later. So we jump to uh, the next scene where Chris goes outside at night. He needs to smoke because he's like, I can't take this shit. Well, that's when we see Walter, the groundskeeper, making a beeline towards him. That's pretty spooky. Running as fast. And then if a lot of people may remember the get out challenge where you just run right at the camera and turn at the last second. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Walter's running right at him and you're like, what the fuck is Walter going to do? And then boom, turns. and And right there I was like, that has something to do with the grandpa. And that didn't running. click for me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he just needs some exercise. <laughs> He's just running at yeah. 2 a.m., <laughs> sprinting. Uh, and then uh, then Chris goes back inside, and that's where we get the scene where uh, Missy, the mom, tells him to come sit down, and she hypnotizes him and sends him to... A sunken place. A sunken place. Yes. And uh, so the whole uh, one thing that I didn't even talk about is when Chris was younger, his mother passed away. And that's kind of like the backbone of this whole thing. When when Missy starts talking to him about what happened to your mom, why, why, how did she die? And it's, it's a pretty tough scene. Very, very emotional. But then she sends him to this sunken place and that's where she hypnotizes him. And that's where we find out later they groom these people to go to the sunken place so that they're uh, the older white <laughs> people who purchase their bodies can then go into their, uh, I don't even know how, they, they don't even really, they kind of explain it, but at the same time they don't. They take out a piece of, piece of the, brain. the brain and implant it 
into the. It's actually pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, you think that could happen? Take out someone's piece of someone's brain and put it in another person's. Is that possible? You you took anatomy. Probably. They've hmm. done face transplants. They well, want a brain though. Like I know they can do heart. They can do kidney. But a brain? I don't know. Probably mm. not. Mm. There was something on Instagram where this woman who was like an expert violinist didn't want to lose that capacity, but she had to like have surgery for whatever reason. And so they had her playing the violin as they were doing oh, hell no. brain no. surgery. <clears throat> it is like the coolest picture. Well, isn't Google it you it. don't feel your brain, right? Like, if like so, your if, brain is like numb or something like that. I mean, I'm sure she got doped up. I mean, she right. was just sitting there playing the violin so they could see like what was firing, what was triggering. It's pretty fascinating. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. You you, you were going to make a point and then I went off into... I don't you know. I went on to my... Brain yeah, yeah, I know. I went on to my own little... <laughs> okay. So then... I remember. <clears throat> Go ahead. So the the plus side of him being hypnotized and not smoking anymore is that he it actually worked. Like, he doesn't smoke anymore. So, yeah. I mean, that wasn't a lie, right? Yeah. Yep. But after the second time watching it, I realized they were so hard on him for smoking because that was obviously hurting his body and mm-hmm. hurting his lungs. And, like, they legitimately wanted him to stop. Not because they cared about him, because obviously they don't, but... Yeah. They cared about his body and his organs and his brain. Trying and so, to sell him. Yep. Yeah. So he did quit smoking. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's an upside. A, positive. Yeah. Glass one one hundredth full. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you're right. Chris wakes up. He's like, I don't even want a cigarette. And then we get another little interlude with uh, Rod who calls and is saying, he says, you know, she hypnotized me. I don't want to smoke. And he's like, he, you're going to be a sex slave. You're going to have all these white people fucking you. <laughs> well, I mean. And Rod is, I love Rod. Again. It's crazy because like he's obviously making a joke about it, but that's yeah, literally. But it's, it's what's, that's, that's happening. Quite true, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, fast forward a little bit here because there's a couple of different things that go on, but we get to uh, a party at the house and apparently it's a party that happens every single year is what they tell Chris. It, it's the grandfather's party. And all the friends come, and there's different games, and they play bing, bingo, all kinds of shit. Um, and it's here where uh, we see the young man who was abducted at the beginning of the film come back, and he is very, very different. But again, the, at, on first watch, I didn't even realize, oh, wait, that was the guy that got abducted. I didn't, think, I didn't I think even I think about that. it. For I some, did. Yeah, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't even think about it. I don't know why. I almost thought that maybe the guy at the beginning, they were just setting that up for like, hey, here's this guy, and this he's got abducted. And now we're going to be like, oh, God, we've got to be on, on point throughout the film. Nope. He comes back. Hmm. Andre Logan King. They give, him a, they give him a first, middle, and last name <laughs> for his character rather than just Walter and Georgina. Anyways, uh, he comes back. He's, he's at this party, and, you know, Chris is there. It's just a bunch of old white people, one... Uh, older Asian gentleman, and then Andre, who's standing there dressed like Andre three thousand. Maybe that's why he was named Andre. Because mm. 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 I do know that Jordan Peele's a big outcast. Or fan. Also, like a older San- Southern plantation man. That's true. Could be that. <laughs> I like the Andre. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, he's very weird. Chris goes up to him and says, "Oh, it's so nice to see another brother here." Da, 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 da. He goes, hey, uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Just kidding. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That would have been really funny if it did. Maybe there's an outtake. Good to see another brother around here. (sighs) Yes, of course it is. Something wrong. There you are. Mm. Do something with this. Yes, yes. Oh, hello. I'm Philomena, and uh, and you are. Um, but you can just tell Andre's a little weird, and he's with a very old. He just sounds very stereotypically white. Yeah. What you think of like white proper? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, well. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he's he's with an older white woman. They're together, and that and first, you know, that just strikes you as odd. Anyways, uh, but he's very he's a very odd dude. And Chris goes inside, comes back out, and everyone's gathered. All the old people are gathered, and and they Chris walks down, and, he, and uh, he's asked, "Do you find the being African American has more advantage or?" Disadvantage in the modern world. It's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know, man. And then he asks Andre about his experience. Hey. Yo, my man. They were asking me about the African-American experience. Maybe you could take this one. Oh. Well, well. I find that the African-American experience for me has been, for the most part, very good. Although I find it difficult to go into detail as I haven't had much desire to leave the house in a while. (laughs) (laughs) We've become such homebodies. Yes, yes, yes. But even when you go into the city, I've just had no interest. From here, Chris decides, you know what? I'm going to snap a picture of this guy while he's talking. Literally everyone's fear in real life. Oh, the fucking worst. When you're when trying you're, to sneak a picture of some someone weirdo. Do, yeah, some weirdo or someone your doing flash dumb goes shit. Off, yeah. or like they hear the clicking shutter sound. Yeah. Ugh, you just get nauseous. The worst yeah. feeling in the world. Um, but this flash triggers something in Andre, which later you find out is the real Andre coming trying to come out to the forefront. Well, at this part, he starts yelling at Chris to get out. Get out. Sorry, man. Okay. Get out! Yo! Yo! Which where we get our title. He from. totally blew that moment. He should have. Oh, Andre. Andre. Should have kept his cool. <clears throat> well, you know he's terrified inside. I know. But if he would have just kept his cool and acted like, mm-hmm. you know, he realized that he had come to and then made book it's for true. it. Yeah. Anyways, this isn't I a mean, real movie, yeah. but that's I what mean, I would have done. You know, this. if I'm trapped inside a inside my own body and I have to make love to an old woman all the time, I'm gonna I'm gonna cause a stink when I come out. Oh, I feel sorry for you in <laughs> 30 years, <laughs> but I'm not old woman. Anyways, um, so one no- one thing I wanted to bring up that a lot of people may not know, and I thought was very very funny but from Jordan Peele is obviously the name of the movie is Get Out. Andre yells Get Out at this point. Get Out was inspired, at least the title anyways, from Eddie Murphy's Delirious where he's talking about why do white people stay 
and this is old, 1980s uh, Eddie Murphy stand-up. Why do white people stay when there's ghosts in the house? He's talking- in the Amityville Horror, the ghost told them to get out the house. White people stayed in there. Now that's a hint and a half for your ass. A ghost say, get the fuck out. I would just tip the fuck out the door. They walked and looked in the toilet bowl. was blood in the toilet. They said, that's peculiar. I would have been in the house and said, oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. Anyways, um, very funny stand-up. But I thought that was interesting because, I mean, it just goes to show Jordan Peele lives in both of these worlds of comedy and horror. I had no idea about that. That's really interesting. Mm. Okay, so we're at the party. All this weird shit happens. And again, you're getting tense. And Chris sends the picture to Rod. Rod calls, gives, you, gives us some comedic relief, but also some realness, mm-hmm. as he does throughout the whole movie, where he says, that's Andre so-and-so's girlfriend's cousin who was at what? Some movie theater. Yeah, at the movie theater. And he's like, that is him. I told you, sex slaves. They're selling you all for sex slaves. <laughs> Again, Rod, very, very good. Oh, one thing I failed to mention about the party. When Chris is trying to get away from everybody because it's just weird, he uh, sees a, a guy just kind of sitting there with what looks to be a security guard or or a handler. We find out that... Handler? <laughs> what, what would you call it? A caretaker? I don't know. I mean, he's not a, like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like a greyhound dog. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> he, he is handler. in a sense... He can't see. He needs help. Those dogs can see. I just offended a bunch of people. I'm going to take that part out. Wait, what's the greyhound dog? <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> said he can't see. Like, blind people need a handler. They don't. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, St- Stephen Root uh, is the, the actor. He goes by Jim Hudson. The only problem I had with this, with this um, pick for the movie to play this specific important character is Jim, or I'm sorry, Steven Root played in office space. And that movie is so ingrained in my brain because I saw it like three times in the theater with my brother. I watch it when it's on TV and he plays the guy who's like, Um, I I want my stapler. Have you you seen my, my but I said, I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told, I told Bill that if they move my desk, one more time, then, then, I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And, and I told Dom, too, because they've moved my desk four times already this year, and I used to be over by the window, and I could see the squirrels, and they were married, but then they switched from the swing line to the Boston stapler, but I kept my swing line stapler because it didn't bind up as much, and, and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler. Okay, Milton. And, oh, no, it's not okay because... I haven't got my paycheck. And, and you may stap- it was a swing line stapler. I'm, I'm going to burn this place down. Okay. That's why it's so hard for me <laughs> with this one particular character. But the cool thing about him in this movie, and this is where things all start to tie together, he is a, uh, a gallery owner, an art gallery owner. And at one point he wanted to be a photographer, but he lost his sight. So he can't see. And he start ta- he's talking to Chris about, you know, oh, I've, I haven't seen your work, but... Um, my handler, <laughs> my friend here, has explained it to me, and it must be beautiful. I he says something like, "I'd kill to have your eyes." <laughs> yeah, 
well, you pay a lot of money to have those eyes. Okay, then after all this, we the party's over. Uh, Chris and Rose go off. They talk, cry, argue. Chris is like, I'm leaving. A whole bunch of stuff that really like this whole part of the movie is kind of boring in my opinion. But they go off because there needs to be a a uh, auction for Chris's body where they're playing bingo. It's a silent auction. This is the part where you were confused when we saw it in the theater. Yes. Why are they? What are they doing with bingo? And why is nobody? Even talking? when they showed his picture, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm usually pretty intuitive you with are. movies, and, and I, this yeah. was yeah beyond Absolutely. me. So uh, we find out that Chris, and we still don't know exactly what's going on, but Chris is sold to the blind art dealer. Don't know what it is. Very slave-esque. Very much so. So we don't know exactly what's going on. Anyways, Chris and Rose make their way back to the house, and um, this is where it gets very, very intense, where everyone's left, the guests have left, and... I wish I knew the song that um, Jeremy, Caleb Landry Jones, was playing on that banjo. I think I we like even tried to look it up. I don't think there was like there's nothing a connection. Because I think Jordan Pill, like, he put things in there for people to think he put things in there, but That's he didn't really page. do it. Yeah, yeah, there was no intention behind it. Okay, well, uh, the whole family starts to get very, very weird. <laughs> and Durr, weirder. Weirder. So Chris and Chris and Rose are getting ready to leave. And in this moment, Chris is in the in the bedroom. For some reason a little door's open. Like one of those li- like a like like a little storage area or where like little kids would have a little, a little creepy cubby. Creepy cubby. Like if you yeah. ever saw Blair Witch or not Blair Witch, uh Paranormal, Paranormal Three. Yeah. It's the same fucking time kind of door. Sixth nothing, sense. Nothing ever good comes out of these doors. Uh Chris goes to look in there and he, he <laughs> He starts to see, he sees the little box, he opens it up, and there's a bunch of photographs in there with Rose and different dudes, different black dudes. Just say it. Different hey. women. <laughs> Actually, only, only one only one female, and that's Georgina. Uh, but different black dudes. And um, there's, there's a lot of jokes online about this, but at the same time, you're like, holy shit, they're kidnapping all you, and if it doesn't click with you before this, it clicks with you here. They're kidnapping all these black dudes because you you see her with Georgina, you see her with Walter, uh, as well as Andre, and you're like, well, okay, Chris has to get out. Well, Chris is ready to go, and ask Rose for the keys. Rose can't find the keys, can't find the keys, can't find the keys. It's very intense scene. Yeah, it's very very intense. Everyone's yelling. Rose, where's the keys? She pulls them out. Oh, these keys, you know I can't give them to you. Bam. All right. He's down in the basement after this. Yep. <laughs> Tied up to a chair. And um, from here, the TV will come on, explain a little bit about what's going on. There's a TV in front of him, as well as a deer head uh, bust. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not a hunter. I don't know what the fuck they call them. But when you kill a deer and you put the head on, on the wall, that's what it is. A bust? <laughs> is that not what it is? I don't know. It just doesn't sound like that's right. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I'm not a hunter. <laughs> Google it for. We'll get. I, I, we'll I get. I, we'll get it. it on it right now to double check that. <laughs> In any event, um, so there's. A, I'm assuming there's a camera within this deer. Anyways, the TV will come on, explain a little bit as to what is going to happen with Chris. Then finally, um, we get a small break again. We get 
our guy, Rod, calling, calling, finally gets through, but instead of Chris picking up, it's Rose. She says, oh, Chris left. He was mad. He left his phone here. He left in a cab. It's just called the Mount, for the record. A Deer Mount. Mount. Bear Mount. I don't know what a bust is, but anyways, I had to, that just didn't Well, a bust well is me. like a small statue, like a, just of the head. So I thought. Are you thinking of like Michelangelo? I'm thinking of like when an NFL player goes in the Hall of Fame and they have a their bust. Is it coming, protruding through the wall or is it like a statue <sighs> sitting on a podium? Here we go. Here we Just saying, we got to. Uh, Rod calls and. <laughs> uh, Rose? Um, so last time I talked to Chris, he told me your mama hypnotized him. Rod, just stop. Huh? I know why you're calling. Why is that? <laughs> it's kind of obvious, don't you think? What? That there's something between us. No, what you talking about, girl? I called you about Chris. No, Rod, whenever we'd go out, I remember you looking at me. What the fuck you know? Chris is my best friend. Hey, look, if you give something to him... I know you think about fucking me, Rod. Ain't nobody thought about fucking you. Why would you say some stupid shit? What the... You ass, fuck you. I didn't want to... Fuck you! Bah! Shit! Ah, she's so... She's a fucking... She's a... Ah, she's a genius. So, again, Rod is so good in his little moments and breaks up the really very intense parts of the movie. Um, from here, we're like, what is going on? What's going to happen? TV keeps coming on, keeps going off. Um, they're prepping uh, the weird guy, the art dealer, for the surgery. Um, and it's in between these parts where Rod ends up going to the police and mm-hmm. is sitting there talking to uh, a detective and explains that, you know, my friend is missing. There's also another man who's missing. I think they're hypnotizing these guys and selling them as sex slaves. (laughs) And then the, you know, the cop, oh my God, okay. And she goes and gets two other police officers. They come back and of course they laugh at him because why wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, who cares about missing black men? (laughs) I would like to make an interjection at this point. Go ahead, I'm going to get my drink now. Yeah, this is a long, long interjection. So... It's interesting because, I mean, they talk about, you know, how Andre was missing. And when the TSA guy, Rod, Rod. when he very Uh first brought it up to Chris a few scenes before, like he knows him, right? He knows of him. He's so-and-so's cousin, sister, blah, 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 blah. But the fact that he didn't know he was missing, I think just kind of paints a bigger picture in, you know, United States and you know other places of the world about how when people of color go missing people don't know or people don't care or the media doesn't care or they don't share it as much um just to make my tangent longer so Gabby Petito we've all heard of her right everything is you know going on in the news with you know her being killed and it's just I mean as a parent there's nothing that's a nightmare I can't think of anything anything worse than what happened to Gabby as a parent, and I can't imagine what her parents are going through. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm belittling what happened to her or what's going on because it's just... Because if that happened to our son, I would find the fiancé with a machete, 
I would just totally dismember them, burn them up. Is it dismember? Dismember? Dismember. Oh, what did sorry, I say? I heard you wrong. Go ahead. <clears throat> nope, you're good. Okay, back to my passionate rant. <laughs> the point is I would kill the person myself. I would go on the hunt myself, and I would happily go to prison knowing that I killed them because they hurt my son. So all that being said, awful what happened to Gabby. However, you know, between 2011 and 2020, there were, and this is just what's reported, but 710 indigenous people were reported missing across Wyoming. Do we know one of their names? Do we know any of them? No, right? And on top of that, about 100,000 black girls and women went missing last year in the U.S. 100,000? 100,000. Last year? Last year. Jesus. I know. Yeah, 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 Jesus. So, and it just, no one ever hears about it. But do you know who you do hear about? We all hear about Lacey Peterson, Chandra Levy, Natalie Holloway, you know, Aruba. Mm -hmm. And we did put in an effort when we went for our honeymoon. We looked around, couldn't find anything. JonBenet Ramsey, right? The poor little girl. And same with Kaylee Anthony, Casey Anthony's daughter. And Casey Anthony got off. That's yeah. a whole nother thing, right? And then Elizabeth Smart, you know, a little nod to Utah there. But those are all white women and white girls. And they've had, they had tons of publicity, Netflix documentaries, podcasts. We all know those names. Um, and they talked about missing white woman syndrome. Have you seen that on CNN mm-hmm. or any other news outlets? Anyways, so it's an actual thing that was actually coined back in 2016. If you want to read the whole article, it's called Missing White Woman Syndrome, an Empirical Analysis of Race and Gender Disparities and Online News Coverage of Missing Persons. So Google Mm. that. But it pretty much just says, you know, when someone, when a white person goes missing, it takes higher precedence than a person of color, you know, and that's very, very abridged. It's actually a very interesting article if you do want to read it, but... Um, and it just goes to show that, you know, as Michael Jackson say, they don't care about us, right? Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Why you look so surprised? I I wasn't expecting a Michael Jackson reference. Yeah. Get put on your seatbelt. Okay. But, um, (laughs) but really, I mean, that's just how it is. And I know that Jordan Peele strategically did that because there's very many missing people of color, men, women that get zero media coverage and Gabby Petito, got a ton you can't you, you can't turn on the yeah. news without hearing about oh they found her remains which is just horrific as a parent i can't even imagine and now they're doing this huge manhunt for her fiance who's the supposed killer but and i think that's great that they're putting so much energy into that but think about how the parents feel for the 710 indigenous people or the 100,000 black girls and women that are missing that have had zero coverage and the police or whoever don't care at all or nothing's being done like Gabby's parents are going through hell can't even imagine but they get some closure because they found her remains they I think even today they were they were bringing her remains back to Wyoming which is just nauseating to even say but there's these people who will never get that closure will never find a killer because people just don't care as much Mm. So it's just, it's really interesting to me that, you know, all these black people that the Armitage, <laughs> the Armitage family has taken throughout the years, the decades, because I know, um, 
the Jeremy, the creepy son, wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps and yeah. become that same type of doctor. So, I mean, this it seems to have been going on for generations, yeah. right? Well, and the grandpa was the one who created. Oh, yeah, and the grandpa yeah. was the so yeah like was the founder. So, yeah. So, I mean, this has been going on for generations, and for generations, this hasn't been brought to anybody's attention. So that was definitely that's definitely a thing in the in the in the black community and for indigenous people. It's just we don't get looked at as seriously as white people for some people. Mm. So that's just my little nod there. And I know Jordan Peele definitely did that intentionally. So he, he did say one thing in an interview that he wanted this movie to be a little bit scary, a little bit funny, but he wanted to start big conversations about race. And I think, at least for me, that was spot on. There's there's some little scary parts. I wouldn't say it's a scary movie. Right. There are some parts where it's like maybe a little bit like a gory moment. I think it's there's very well there's some gore a little bit of gore not much yeah but there's a lot of like very eerie parts yeah. I mean it's definitely psychological and there's yeah. definitely some funny parts right but oh, I think yeah. the biggest part is you know the conversation around race and that's what he wanted to mm-hmm. get out of this mainly for the people watching it so yeah anyways Jordan Pill I'm doing it <laughs> I'm talking about the race I don't know how many people have stopped listening to the podcast I'm sure now, when he but... listens to this he'll be super happy yeah hit me up. <laughs> What? <laughs> For what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, so from here, Chris, um, again, the TV's coming on and off different things. He has a conversation with the art dealer. Art dealer's telling him, you know, and I think this is awful, but I need your eyes. Da, 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 da. Um, well, they're, they're prepping the art dealer for surgery. And super unsanitary. So by gross. The way. Yeah, the whole that whole thing is gross. Uh, then Jeremy comes in, the brother, to get Chris out of the room. Just so happens, Chris ended up putting cotton in his ears, because every time the uh, TV goes off, you get the little stir of the tea or whatever the hell that is that the mom originally used to send Chris into the sunken place. He puts cotton in his ears that he grabbed out of the he's kind of scratching chair. at the chair and mm-hmm. then the cotton started coming out and then he kind of got the idea Put, puts it in his ears um so super creative there with that he ends up knocking jeremy out with like a big it wasn't necessarily like a croquet ball yeah it was a croquet ball there you Something. go yeah um takes the deer head and the buck it's a buck if it has the antlers again <laughs> i'm not a hunter um and ends up running it to the father and stabbing him with that. That's going to be the most gory. In the neck, yeah. yeah. Um, gets away from the mom, or he kills the mom. There's a lot of killing going on here, as there should be. <laughs> and then uh, while this is all going on, one of the, <laughs> the scene with Rose in her room, she has her milk in a glass and then her dry cereal sitting next to it. Mm-hmm. And what does she Google? Do you remember? No, what was it? Top NCAA prospect. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's looking for her next victim. Yeah. It's so fucked up, but at the same time, I feel like we all knew a girl like Rose at one point in our lives. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yeah. <laughs> in my area. Yeah, yeah, anyways. But it's interesting how she has <laughs> the milk and the cereal separate. Yeah. Like separating... You know, the whites from the coloreds. Yeah. I did air quotes there, so that wasn't yeah. meant to be offensive. It was Fruit Loops, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Couldn't have Cheerios. You have to have That's true. Colorful you have cereal. to have colorful yeah. cereal. Yeah. Um, 
And then Chris ends up making his way outside where um, Rose finally, she had headphones on. She's listening to some bullshit. I don't remember what song it was. Um, but she says, uh, get him, Grandpa. And then, wouldn't you know it, Walter, creepy Walter, Grandpa. Yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> yep. yep. That's when it clicked for me. Yeah. Grandpa goes running. Chris fights him, kills him. He get, he's dead. Georgina gets no, out No, no, no. Hmm. That's not how it happened. Hmm. So when he went out, he had a... Chris tackled, got in a scuffle with the girl, right? And then he... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so... <sighs> the girl and the grandpa were chasing after him. Chris falls, and then the girl goes to shoot him. He says, let me do it. And the grandpa takes the gun, shoots her, and then shoots himself, remember? Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So and then the gun falls, and then that's when he grabs the gun. That's right. Grandma and, comes after him. And he was going to kill Rose more. Mm-hmm. But then he goes, and then grandma comes after him, and he puts, and he's driving away. Yeah. Because he thinks Rose is dead, I think. And then yeah. he hits grandma with the car, and then that's when he flashes back to hit and run like with his mom right and he knows that he can't leave her so then he gets her in the car and then she gets crazy they yeah. crash and she dies through the windshield she dies yeah he goes back to rose who was laying there on the ground and he starts to strangle her <laughs> remember oh yeah and um she has this creepy smile oh so face. creepy when she's getting strangled and then the cops a, a police car pulls up and it was this moment where you're thinking, well, Chris is going to get Chris shot. Is this is not going to, here he goes. He's, he's, and you can see the look in his eyes. It's just yeah, like. He's choking a white woman on the ground. There's blood everywhere. And everyone in this house is dead. And a cop pulls up. And you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And who's who's in the car? Rod. Oh, Rod. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know I, if that I was, was a rhetorical. No, 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 okay, no, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rod and um, talk about relief. Whew, Jesus, TS motherfucking A. I feel it, like the audience might have clapped. I feel like there was some clapping. Involved. There was some maybe clapping at the very end. Yeah, when, when they found out it was Rod, there was a there was sighs of relief and clapping. A few boos. <clears throat> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was just those three guys up front that yeah. all had bald heads that were just didn't, did not like the film. He's, I don't know Doug's not referring to himself. Not me. I was in a, I was in, I was higher in, in the rows. <laughs> um, but man, just such a good movie. I think again, one of the, one of the smartest horror films in a long, long time, because mm-hmm. again, it, you watch it and there's things that you miss you watch it the second time, you put it together, but then you still miss things. So and many there are horror movies that are like that, but just I don't think this, on this level. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, there's I don't think anyone's ever seen a movie like Get Out where right. it talks about like this horror movie is real life for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and I think that's the most horrifying thing about it. Yeah. Is that people live this every single day and have been and will, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what's scary. Um yeah, such <clears throat> so good, such a good movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we just gave you the whole film, but it's uh, definitely worth watching because there's a lot of little nuances and different things in there that, again, even on the fifth watch, sixth, seventh watch, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't 
I, I didn't even notice that the first time or, oh, okay, that's why that is that way. Definitely a movie that you watch when you see it just on TV. You're like, oh, I'll turn that on. Like yeah. while you're doing stuff in the background or cleaning or whatever. It's just it's just such a good movie and yeah. it's just so well done. It's a really uh, rewatchable film. I mean, you can watch it a bunch of times. And even if you've, like me, I've probably seen it now 10 to 15 times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'll still watch it every year. Or anything it. that Jordan Peele releases now. Yeah. Yep. Just so good. And Us was good. Us was really good. And you fell asleep the last 10 minutes of the movie. Twice. But I was so really tired. And I've seen the whole film twice now, and it's it's a good okay. one. <laughs> it's a good one for sure. Uh, I wasn't um, falling asleep because I wasn't into it. I was just tired. He's just an old man. <laughs> yeah. And Candyman was really well done. He didn't direct that, but he had a big uh, part in that movie making it. So... Uh, I'm excited for his next one this next year. I don't know necessarily what it's about, but... What is it called? I don't even know if they've released the title. They just said that he has a film. That he's doing something? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. And I love that Daniel actor. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Is that Mm -hmm. how you really say it? Yeah. Anyways, that's... um, He's... I think he's becoming one of my favorite actors. Like, he was so good in... um, what was that one about the Black Panthers? Judas? Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, yeah. Judas and the yeah. Black Messiah. He did such a good job in that. That's definitely a must-see. And he has like a really, really thick British accent, mm-hmm. which <laughs> kind of throws you, you off guard. Yeah, but when you actually hear him. But he does a great job. I mean, obviously in this movie, which I think was probably one of his first more popular movies, but everything else that he's been in. Oh, and Black Panther. Yeah. He was in Black Panther as well, which unpopular opinion, I didn't love it. I didn't. I think it was one of the I didn't I love the premise. I love what it's about. I love our first black superhero, R.I.P. Um, I love all of that, but the actual movie itself, I was like a little underwhelming. Yep. But I Um, love Chadwick Boseman. Such so sad that he passed away. But one thing you'll be happy about is that Jordan Peele's movie in 2022 is a horror film starring Daniel Kaluuya, and it (gasps) is called Nope. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Set to come Ooh. out July 22nd, 2022. Also has Kiki Palmer. Don't know how I feel about that. But uh maybe she gets killed first or something. <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting though. In July. July, yep. That'll be one yes. where we have to sneak off to a matinee. I haven't been to a movie since 2017. So you can just go alone again like you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's because we had our son, not because I just got super anti-movie Nature theater. Like hanging out with her husband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in my ratings for this movie, again, it's not <clears throat> super scary in the terms of like jump scares, but it is very eerie. There's some creepy, just creepy stuff going on, so... Um, anyways, I'll get into my ratings. The acting, I gave a five. I think everyone does really, really well in the movie. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, from the most non-important role all the way up to the main actors. The score is a five. The scare factor, only a two and a half for if you're just looking at it at a surface level. Just like, oh, that scared me, or like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like that. So very but like good. a five. A five when if you, you think, think about, about oh, this is real life stuff. 
minus the implanting brain and um, maybe that's real. real. Maybe we'll find that in 10 years that Jordan Peele is just seeing into the future with that. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to touch on, on this movie? What's uh, I don't know why I haven't asked other people this, but what is, what's some of your other favorite horror movies? I love the descent. You know, I love a good cave dwelling forest monster movie social social justice horror films and cave dwellings are your two top yeah yeah two top dwelling yeah (laughs) creatures of the night so the descent i don't know when that came out a long time ago yeah 10 plus um 10 anyways exactly but that's a really good one like even if that's on now that's a kind of a go-to for us but the descent and the descent two is really good Mm -hmm. um i love this is also old but 28 Days later, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's not zombie; it's more like virusy. Perfect for now. For yeah, these times, I mean, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. again, another documentary just about <laughs> modern times. Um, and then the sequel, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which I actually like better. But I feel like that was one of the first movies where they had running zombies, but not zombies. They're not zombies, running, but kind of running, walking, running undead, running undead, dead. Or uh, what do they call it? The undead. That doesn't make sense. Wait, if they're undead, that would then be, they're not. They'd dead. be alive. Yeah. Well, they are kind of alive. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that is a- maybe dead in the sense of dead, and they're not moving. Undead. Okay. Okay. We just well, figured we that know. out. We talked through that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was like one of the at least one of the first ones I saw where like the zombie or the infected or whatever literally runs after you as opposed to kind of like a. Uh, that's supposed to be a zombie going slowly, but <laughs> to not come out. I always thought it'd be fun to be an extra in a zombie movie. Like this is mm-hmm. on my big time bucket list. Like before the walking dead got awful. And before it got on season 75, like the first four seasons to be an extra as a zombie, I think would have been so, so, so cool. Like in one of those mobs. Yeah. Anyway, it's glad that wasn't my interview right there. I would have blown it with that zombie noise. Yeah. Anyways, definitely not have gotten a job. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, The Descent, 28 Days, 28 Weeks Later. I love 30 Days of Night about the vampires in Alaska, I think is really good too. But you're just a big Josh Hartnett gal, though, right? Well, I'm the faculty. (laughs) I was like, I'll do drugs for Josh. (laughs) Just kidding. I actually did like him back in the day a little bit. Um, Which makes perfect sense while we're together now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that's how you're going to link it, but... I look just like Josh Hartnett. Well, you, I just oh, I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, and I look like Tyra Banks. <laughs> no, not Tyra Banks. I'm not attracted to Tyra Banks. Skylar? Mm. Let's just keep going. We'll okay. wrap this up. Let's take this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You guys, I don't even know why I'm married. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so no, those are probably some of my favorite scary movies. Um, anything, any sort of like <clears throat> thriller, psychological, <clears throat> again, cave dwelling. Mm-hmm. Big Ben was one of your favorites. Bad Ben? Bad Ben, Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what in the porn hub is going on? <laughs> I got my mind on something else, my bad. <laughs> Uh, bad Ben, no. Uh, and then Hell House. We really oh, Hell, Hell House, House, LLC, one and two. Don't even watch the third. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. The first two are really, really good. But 
yeah, anything like that. Um, those are probably some of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, uh, if you don't have anything else, thank you for joining me in the basement while our son's napping. And we I can't believe play. he napped this whole time. Like, I'm actually shocked. I thought we were going to have to stop halfway through. And I know, I did too. Another time. So, Whew. what do we okay. do with our free time? <laughs> Sit here in silence. <laughs> there was one thing in Get Out that made me think of him when, of, um, of our son. Okay. <laughs> him, Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. LLC, <laughs> double feature. Um, but when uh, the Armitage lady, what's the girl's name? Rose. Rose. When she, the when Rose Armitage is on the phone with Rod, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like you hear her talking, and she seems so frazzled, and you feel like her facial expressions are just like frazzled, you know. And then <clears throat> they pan to her, and she just has. A blank stare almost. <clears throat> yeah, this like this stoic blank stare. And she's just like, oh my gosh, I can't. I don't even know how she does it. I don't either. To so like good. express interest or fright and to have a stoic face. And yeah. that just reminds me of like when our son says, look at me do this or watch this. And it's just like the most it's kid nothing. thing. And you're just like, oh my gosh, when is this going to end? And it's like, oh wow, that's a great job. You've done so well. Wow, you really did just lift your leg and put it back down. Great job. Yeah, thanks for mooning me again, 30th time. But anyways, no, but thank you for having me. I thought this was, yeah, have me in your studio. Just kidding, our (laughs) basement. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, but it was fun. Take a water. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. I'll just go get it from our kitchen. But um, no, this was fun, and it's such a good non-stereotypical scary movie, and I Mm -hmm. think I would just recommend this for anybody yeah um really good really funny a little bit scary but it's really a good movie to start those bigger conversations so Mm -hmm. definitely 10 out of 10 would recommend it absolutely all right well thank you thank you see you upstairs (laughs) (laughs) wow that's a great way to end it Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Again, apologies for this being about a day and a half late. We'll get back on regular schedule next week and drop on Wednesday mornings. For now, you can check us out on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. And um, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and then just follow us everywhere else. We'll see you all next week. Peace.